You are listening to Len Jones' Party of Two, where experts and influencers speak honestly and openly about their keys to success. Sponsored by TrueFace.ai, where your face is the key. For more information on TrueFace, please contact your host at ian at TrueFace.ai. Now, pay close attention, because you're going to learn today. Hey, what's up, guys? And welcome to episode one of Len Jones Party of Two. And in today's episode, we're going to feature Gonzalo Fortes, the CEO and founder of ProdSmart. And this audio was collected during a Facebook Live I did with Gonzalo during the 500 Startups Accelerator program, which we recently graduated from. First thing to note is Gonzalo is an excellent teacher, and he does a great job walking us through the nitty-gritty aspects of the entrepreneur roller coaster. In particular, he talks about aspects such as how he acquired his first customers, how he navigated pivots in product and strategy, what to look for when searching to grow your team, and lastly, how to narrow down your focus. Hope you guys enjoy, and let's get into it. What's up, everybody? This is Ian Lenhart coming at you live from San Francisco, California, with one of my new good friends, new to new to America, just yep. recently came for the program, Mr. Gonzalo Fortes. <laughs> how you doing, homie? I'm doing great, thank you. Awesome, day, awesome. everybody. <laughs> just so you guys know, out of everyone I've been able to meet since coming out here, this guy is one of the most genuine, fun people. <laughs> I, I just think we've had a ball. Like the second we connected, I, it must have been over yeah. a few or a couple beers or something. It was instant homies. And <laughs> I just learned a ton from him. And he's had such a interesting entrepreneurial venture. I mean, you've had ups and downs. You got into business right out of college, like yep. when you were 24 years old, which is yep. super cool because a lot of people are super scared to do that. And you're really kind of taking life and, and making this happen. So again, thanks for jumping on. Let's kind of start off when you're just out of college. You're 20, yep. you're 24 years old. Yep. You've never worked a real job in your life. I never had a job. Never. I've created my, my first company uh, straight out of college. It was a software house, pure service-based company. And yeah, that was my, my first job. Really? That's awesome. So like... What happened when you got out of, because you started a company called Crazy Dog. Yeah. What yep. was like the story behind that? Well, uh, two kids with our backpacks uh, and our laptops and our backpacks and we wanted to be hackers. Um, so we decided to... to Did you have a out. hacking background? Did you go to school for that? Yeah, or? We, studied, we studied computer science. Yeah. 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 Were these like your best friends? Uh, it was uh, one of my best friends from college yeah, and uh, we always thought that we would do something like this. So... It was the moment where we either go and try and find a job in a consultancy or whatever, or let's make this happen, let's be hackers. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really happen that way, but we'll get there. That's awesome. <laughs> so you just decided, you, you came up with this idea, how did the idea come up for Crazy Dog? Um, well, the name doesn't really, uh, it's not really, uh, yeah, there is no really sense. a backstory. Uh, it was just that, uh, a fast way of finding a name that could be approved because we really, really want to get started. Um, the the whole concept was because we really liked uh, cybersecurity and um, uh, that's what we wanted to do. But uh, very very quickly, we realized that um, people wouldn't buy from two kids, <laughs> <laughs> so we started building custom software. Sick. All right. Yeah. Very cool. What? How did that? So, what type of software did you sell? Um, whatever we were hired for. Your software house, if you needed a software to broadcast your amazing Len Jones live <laughs> interviews, we would do it for you. We probably did something related to... So were you kind of more of like a CTO role for that or kind uh, of... 
we were um, uh, both engineers, so we were both developers in the, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Do you think that you had sales skills like inherently or did you have to like learn that or is that something like, <laughs> were you more of a computer and couldn't really talk to people? I usually say that uh, my, I'm an engineer by background and, uh, and by uh, heart, but I'm much better with people than I am with computers. So that's why right now at Broadsmart, I'm a salesman and I'm the guy who keeps the culture and the vision. Uh, I usually say that I have three jobs in the company. That's awesome. <laughs> Keeping the culture and the vision, keeping the company from running out of money, eliminating distractions. Are you sure this one is the hardest one of them all? And then, so that transition, you're running your own business. Was there ever like some serious stressful times at 24 running this thing? Like, how are you? Were you instantly profitable, or were you like just no, no. <laughs> like how are you kind of living at 24 as a startup, like doing that thing? Well, um, services you always get to revenue much faster. So we were actually doing. IT consultancy and uh, custom development, so we we were able to, to get our first projects and uh, get to, to revenue very fast. But then there was a, a plateau, and we spent a couple a couple of years. We were comfortable, uh, but we wanted more, and we were we were not really getting there. Uh, and suddenly there was this um, startup hype, the, the the startup boom in Lisbon, late 2011. And Lisbon, Portugal. Lisbon, Portugal. Yes, make that's that, right. Make that clear. Yeah, I yeah. completely recommend going there. Great food, great weather. <laughs> um, by the way, this is not the California I was promised in <laughs> the movies. <laughs> yeah, San Francisco ain't, ain't, ain't <laughs> It's not. It's not. I'm from San Diego for the last six months, so yeah, it's a so, whole different thing. And um, yeah, the, 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 um, there was an event called Silicon Valley Comes to Lisbon. Silicon Valley was going everywhere uh, at the time. And um, we learned about this concept called the startup, a uh, product-based strategy instead of a service-based strategy, uh, economies of scale. And we started thinking, okay, we should, we should change this. It took us uh, more than a year, but eventually we decided, let's stop doing uh, this service-based approach. Let's stop building software for others gotcha. and let's create our own product. So that's kind of what transitioned into ProudSmart. Yep. So it's the same, were you trying to solve the same problem? Um, well, yeah, the, 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 the original idea. Yeah. Uh, the product, of course, evolved and, uh, and changed a lot from yeah, makes sense. Uh, our origins, but the, the pain points in the market, they're still the same. And what was that pain point? Uh, well, paperless manufacturing. That's, uh, we want to remove the, the paperwork from manufacturing production lines and job shops. Gotcha. Uh, it's a real pain which costs a lot of money and, uh, and uh, people really feel it. It's a concept, it's not just two words mixed together. That makes sense, so prod, smart. Yep. That's how you came <laughs> out with that. You're like, brilliant. <laughs> I made it. We're, like, we're working on that. That's awesome. <laughs> and then from prod, smart, so you started this team. Did you take some of the people that were with you in the beginning to build yep. a new team? Like, yep. what's kind of what's been your experience with team building throughout uh, that? Did you learn a lot, especially in your first company, with how to hire, what to look for, and just the things like that? Well, uh, we were still a small company, so. Um, uh, we didn't bring a lot of people. Actually, fun fun fact: um, um, my, the, at the moment there were three of us, and uh, Sam uh, kept going with me at Broadsmart. Uh, but uh, our other uh, co-founder at the time, he actually went to 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 go and pursue his 
uh, dream of working in cybersecurity. Sweet. But we kept um, uh, the, the me and Samuel. We kept going, and Pedro, which was a friend, a customer, and a business partner on other ventures and projects that we did at Crazy Dog. For sure. He joined us, and that's how it all began. Um, now we're a team of seven, so the the the, the team building and the hiring skills. Yeah, they're coming. They're coming. Yeah, it's yeah. a trial and error. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It's cool that your you know your co-founders in that company went a different path, but you guys stayed in touch and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. made your own thing. Really good friends, and every now and then we we have lunch and share some ideas. So how's uh, how's Portugal different than the U.S.? Uh, <laughs> very different. First of all, I've also heard like drugs are legal out there, right? Let's just, let's just make that clear. Uh, Portugal, I believe, was one of the first countries. Um, uh, liberalizing, I'm not sure if this is the right word, um, uh, uh, how do you say it, um, soft, soft drugs, uh, and actually if you look at the, the, the charts, um, it was a really huge success. Yeah. At yeah. first it, like, I, it faced huge scrutiny and then they yeah. realized like, dang, they have such small amount of users. Yeah, yeah. but I'm pretty sure there, there, there are more differences than Yeah, 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 yeah probably. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's funny because we are more laid back. Uh, in here, people follow the rules very, very strictly. Um, so there's, there's, there's it's pros and cons in both things. Yeah. Oh, by sure. the way, Portuguese people, when you have a th in the end, in the in the beginning of the next word, it's really hard for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean your English is phenomenal. That's awesome. <laughs> But what, what if um, a question that I always like to ask is kind of like throughout like the time you've been doing ProdSmart, because you recently got into 500 startups, yep. um, so he's a part of the current batch of 500 startups, which yeah, is 500 strong, 500 strong. yeah, 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 <laughs> and uh, which is huge, you know, it's an awesome opportunity, you're able to network. I, I personally, I think an amazing part about being in San Francisco, though, like I gave up all the sunshine and the rollerblading every single day, like amazingness, <laughs> is just the networking. Like the people that are here, yep. and just like the amount yep. of just big players. I mean, literally, a lot of your customers are down the road, you know, yep. around here, which is sick. Versus always having to plan conference calls twenty four seven. So there's pros and cons. It's also the most expensive place in, in the world. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, crazy rent. <laughs> yeah, that is a get that gets to you. What has kind of been like your biggest challenge with ProdSmart? That kind of like, like, has there ever been a, like a time where you literally like just were hands over your head, you just like, this is too much, like, <laughs> I, I think, I, I don't know if this is the right play, maybe I can't do this, like, mm. almost wanted to throw in the towel because of a certain issue. Uh, well, throwing the towel, never, but of course, if you're, if you're not feeling like that, you're probably not uh, doing the right things, I don't know, uh, this is so overwhelming, uh, a lot of things, you always got to be juggling everything, um, trying to... to bring the right people and the right talent to help you so that you can focus on the next thing. Um, that makes sense, yeah. yeah. Well, this is always a struggle. Uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't know how to live any other way, but it's always a struggle. That's, there's that famous article by Ben Horowitz called The Struggle, and I believe it describes very well what a uh, startup founder feels, but you gotta wake up every morning Ego recharged. Be prepared for rejection because don't take things personal. Yeah, yeah. And most of uh, ninety percent of the times works every time. Ninety percent <laughs> of the times you will be rejected. But as soon as you are used to that, 
you go to bed, wake up the next day, and ready. For and it becomes time. just like habitual. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, yep. you, the one thing that you're really good at, and you always you always preach on, is the vision. And you need to have the biggest yep. vision, being yep. a founder of a startup. Yeah. And you're just constantly locked in on that vision. Yeah. You've got to look far away, but. Are you easily able to find out, like, if someone, like, say, on your team isn't aligned with your vision, you can just, you need to make sure everyone's on the same, like, there's a, like, a phrase my dad always tells me, it's like some Viking phrase, like, everyone's got to take a row on the boat, because there's a lot of work that goes in, you know, it's Labor Day, let's talk about that, it's Labor Day, and you've been working 24-7, I was speaking to someone over there, he's like, there's no Labor Day in a startup, like, what do you mean? Like, the internet doesn't have holidays. Yeah, that's insane, yeah, but, uh. It's just really interesting kind of how that vision is important. Do you think that's like critical, would you say, to any business? Yeah, I guess so. Um, and I think it, it all begins with the recruitment process. Um, you got you to gotta hire for culture and not, not only for skills. Um, and if you do that, for sure, everybody will be aligned. Uh, of course, and then you got to find ways and mechanisms for, for everybody to know where we are going, what are the objectives, what are the results, reporting, everybody knowing what everybody is doing, uh, motivation. Uh, we, we value culture a lot and uh, we actually, uh, actually try and um, always uh, ask people every quarter what are your motivations, your uh, values, what changed from the past three months. And it's really funny because you actually see the people growing and the, 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 the future aspirations that they had are now the, the, the current values and they have the new future aspirations. So if you take care of the people and the product and the profit in that order, you'll get a... That's awesome. That was a major <laughs> it's key. Not mine. It's not mine. I, I could well, that was them. beautiful. That was, that was poetic. <laughs> Somebody had a violin. <laughs> that amazingly. So question, how many customers do you currently have? We're currently with 50 customers in four different countries. That's amazing. So 50 different um, factories across. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a big level of scaling with these customers? Um, well, it's, um, it's, that, that's actually our job and our secret sauce, uh, because we, we can actually pick up something that's highly traditional and, uh, and typical non-tech savvy yeah. and uh, help them transition to, to, to the digital world doing it remotely. Um, gotcha. And um, it's hard, but... That makes yeah. sense. You're taking something that's been the same process for yep. hundreds of years. Yeah, exactly. And yes. you're trying to completely yeah. Yeah. Remote, or yeah. remote it. Yeah, we actually have uh, customers which are companies uh, which are hundreds of years old and we do have users which are 83 years old. Damn. <laughs> yes. So they must love it. They must <laughs> they be do. blown away. They do, yeah. There must also be a lot of pushback too in that type of industry. Because it, it's such a big change that you guys are offering. You're helping, yep. you're, you're making everything so much more efficient, but I mean, it, has there been a lot of companies to try to do what you've done? Um, well, uh, usually it's always a custom-made solution, um, deployed uh, on-premise, it costs hundreds of thousands of euros or even millions, and uh, uh, I'm trying to start speaking in dollars, but yeah. I always go to euros. <laughs> uh, it might take 12 months to be sold and two or three years to be deployed. Uh, this is the, the, the typical way of doing this. Uh, in our case, we can deploy the system in 90 minutes, and after a couple of hours, the customer starts starts getting results. Do you think uh, that custom solution aspect is really what separates you guys? Uh, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, in our case, we are a very flexible process engine. You can map your own processes there. You use smartphones. We love the concept of bring your own device a lot. You use smartphones to, to acquire the data from the machinery, the equipments, the, the, the workstations on the shop floor. We collect data in every possible way, every combination, and a production system is chaos. Uh, but it's With very, all that data, too, you're able to show exactly yeah. based on the case studies. Because was it hard when you first got your first few customers? Like, was your first few customers some of the hardest, would you say? Yeah, yeah. And then you're yeah. able to, were you able to leverage them right away with case studies and such? Uh, yeah, um, not, not just that, but also they helped us to, to actually um, improve the product. For example, we were talking about the idea changing or pivoting. When we first started, we, we wanted to be a machine learning system, decision support system, real-time discovery, yeah. predictive and simulation system. And our, first, our fourth customer, he told us, Gonzalo, we don't care about the future because we cannot know the present yet. So we've downgraded the idea a lot and focused on the, the data acquisition. And on a simple um, smartphone, we can acquire data in any possible combination and of a production process in the planet. Someone called you Greybeard, which is awesome. Greybeard. And someone asked again, <laughs> what, is, what is the product? Your little elevator pitch, what's yep, the product yep. again? We provide uh, real-time process tracking for production lines and uh, job shops. Manufacturing companies, they have, uh, you have a, a shoe factory, someone is pressing uh, soles, someone is nailing them, someone is gluing it. People are writing on a sheet of paper, there will be super inefficient. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll have thousands of uh, registries that someone will maybe input in a, a, an Excel spreadsheet. And if that press is uh, um, mis miscalibrated and it's throwing away um, your product, yeah. it's going to 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 the garbage, going to trash. Yeah, yeah, trash. Okay. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Um, you won't know, and you are losing money on raw materials and opportunity costs. But if you know it now, you go there, you turn that screw on, and you save a lot of money. We can save our customers 75 to 80% in uh, scrap and increase their efficiency, or, or efficiency around 20%. Are you able to go in and measure exactly what that company's currently doing? Because that seems like the best pitch for you, right? Like you can yep. walk in and be like, look, we're gonna go and do a free consultation, show you what we could maximize, yep. and then you just yep. show them apples to apples. Yep. And if you can get them on that demo, is there a pretty high conversion? Yep, that's exactly what we do. We show them the process as is, and the process to be, and they understand that the to be is completely digitized. Yeah. And then they start adding complexity and bringing the new layers of information that they couldn't have before. But the first step is to, okay, this is what you are now. This is what you are if you digitize everything. Nice. And then and you just lay it out beautifully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what kind of drove growth when you hit that fourth customer? Like you went from four to 50 and how quick? Um, we, we had uh, four in March uh, last year, so in uh, a little, Above 12 months, we went to four, from four to almost 50. Dang, so you've been like, Vroom. Yep. That's awesome, wow. That's beautiful, that's exactly what it is. What yeah. do you think was like the that's biggest- That's what it's supposed to be. But what, was the, what do you think was the biggest differentiator? I know, that's how you got in the program. <laughs> that's why you guys are killing it, you're, you know. But what do you think was the biggest differentiating factor that you wish you knew a year and a half ago? Okay. That would have helped drive, that you kind of okay. like- First thing, and for sure, our amazing team. Um, we got to those four customers with two people, me and Samuel, my co-founder, uh, and then that's when we, we got our first 
round of funding, we assembled the team and we, we got all our processes in place, really started selling. The other thing, and very, very important, I believe we learned how to say no very often. Oh. That was critical wow. for us to, to start growing. Like picking the right customers too? Uh, probably that, yeah. No uh, too. Or maybe, it, it's just a matter of focus. I said before, uh, eliminating distractions, so. Because yeah, you do focusing. custom solutions and the hardest part of that is wanting to do so much different things. And since yep. you're an engineer, yep. like you're probably just like, it's like your world's your playground and you want to build so much different stuff for so much different people, but yep. trying to stay focused on like small runway, being a smart dart-up, like that's everything. <laughs> but you're feeling it every day too, so. Totally, yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's the, that's, that's the startup game and that's the excitement and it's just the whole entrepreneurial roller coaster. What does that phrase mean to you? The entrepreneurial roller coaster. Or it's the, the, the going to bed every night and recharging the ego for the next day. But we're all a, a bunch of egomaniacs. Yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't have this life. What, what's kind of like, and we'll kind of wrap this up shortly. What is your vision, if you would? Like, because a lot of companies, like you know, VCs and founders, will always ask you, "Where are you going to be in three to five years?" And you're sitting there like, "Shit, I'm trying to figure out tomorrow." Like, you, like Joe, like, what would you kind of say? Like, would be your company's three to five year vision? Okay, let's go with uh, two years, five years, and twenty years. Okay, all right. Uh, we spoke about the interconnected factory, where. The machines, the processes, and the people are connected inside the, the plant. But our short-term vision is to actually create entire manufacturing ecosystems to break the, the, the barrier of the individual plant and connect every plant along the way, providing them a way to work together seamlessly. Then turn that into a marketplace of manufacturing capacity. You, the end user, you order your custom shoes and we immediately uh, source the entire process, negotiating capacity uh, with all the, the, the suppliers. Beautiful. But a 20 years vision to become the, 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 operation, the operating system for smart materials that know how to build themselves. Beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. Well, lovely. Everything he says is, is better out of his out of just because of the, the friendly. No, other than that laugh, I just can't get enough. Um, lastly, Advice to someone that is just starting their own business, that's just getting in, what do you say? What do you say to someone that's about to take the plunge, that maybe works a nine to five job, and from six to nine they want to start their own business, or they want to get started on their dreams, what would you say? Advice is always tricky, especially because uh, I'm also always uh, banging my head against the wall every day and learning. Um, I would say, do things that don't scale. Um, focus on something that you personally can do, something that you like. So you say do things that don't scare. Don't scale. Don't scale. 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 Oh, scale. scale. Yeah. scale. Okay. Do something that you're passionate about. Do it yourself. Learn uh, what people will want from you and have fun along the way. That's have fun important. along the way. <laughs> That's, that is so true. I mean, if you're not having fun and enjoying what you're doing every day, then it's, I mean, people say like, do something you love every single day. And that pisses a lot of people off, that <laughs> phrase. Cause they're like, how like work is work. You know what yep. I mean? And yep. then crazy entrepreneurs or whatever they call themselves, consider what they do. They love to do. And yep. then people that yep. don't love what they do, look at those people like they're crazy. Yep. Um, but every single person has something that they love to do that everyone, you know, whether it's walking dogs or, you know, <laughs> whether it's, you know, you know, 
being a lifeguard, or I don't know, some sort of Combing business. Your beard. Rubbing your beard. Yeah, combing <laughs> your beard, doing whatever, roller skating. Um, the fact is, is you have to find something that you enjoy doing. And nowadays, you can do it so easily with social media. Yep. Nowadays, you can stream anywhere. You can build a business. You can build a group of people that enjoy the same stuff you do. If you want to start a beard company, like you can start a beard company like tomorrow, like literally tomorrow, today. You could create your own brand. You I'm going to be a customer. You could get some products <laughs> out. You could do whatever it is. It's just all like having that vision, taking the leap, and having fun. So, yep. honestly, man, thank you so much for jumping out with Thanks me. For I appreciate you. You're phenomenal. You're a great human. So, with that said, guys, guy right here. <laughs> I appreciate everyone. Thanks for jumping on. We got more fun stuff tomorrow. If you like this, share the video. Always appreciate it and drop some waka flock of flames if you guys are listening right now. With that said, love y'all. Love you all. Bye-bye. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of Len Jones Party of Two. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to stay up to date on our new episodes. And remember, hope is not a strategy. Keep making moves. Till next time, peace.